Welcome to DFG Podcast, Drama Free Gaming. This is episode 020, and we're just going to get right into it. With me today, I have two people. I'm going to introduce, as always, my brother from another mother, Dark Dad 99 with the live gameplay. Jay, what's going on? Talk to these people. What's going on, people? And uh, by the way, I'm happy that this brother can count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Oh, man. You haven't even got past the, uh, oh, the intro God. here, man. What's going on? Like, where'd that come from? Oh, oh, come on, man. Oh. We, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't done this in a while, so, you know, oh. I got to. I gotta be me. I can't be nobody else. But, Man. but uh, well, have fun. Uh, yeah, you are welcome. And uh, our our new guest, the true, the true man of the loins. The true man the- of the loins. You see, this is what I do. Let, let's just get past that day. We're gonna let you play. Hit start on the game, and I'm gonna introduce Scar Twenty Seven Ten. Also known as Joshua Doran. He is my firstborn flesh and blood. And he's going to be hanging out with us on this podcast. And who knows, maybe moving forward. Josh, talk to these people, man. What are you up to? Hello, people. I am currently not live streaming, but I am currently getting my butt handed to me on Fire Emblem Free Houses on Nintendo Switch because I am super distracted on both fronts here. But it's all good. Okay. And, and that's why we have you here. We're going to get to that here in the podcast. Hopefully you guys uh, are tuning in. Now, I think I'm going to be making a decision here in the near future. Might just drop this only on YouTube because I usually stream at Mixer.com forward slash end time. That's X-E-N-D-X-T-I-M-E-X. And also on YouTube at Drama Free gaming let me uh take a moment just to tell you guys that we are also on audio beginning i believe at episode 14 if i'm not mistaken i didn't go back and put the other ones up but um yeah if you want to catch 1 through 13 just come over to drama free gaming and look us up dfg podcast and then just enter the number uh, 001 through 13 and you'll find all of those here uh we are on Pocket Cast, uh, Google Podcast. I believe we're on iTunes already, if I'm not mistaken, and Did some other uh, formats uh, that I'm not too familiar with. Breaker is one of those. So, what were you gonna say, Jay? Uh, weren't we on the uh, FM one as well? Oh yes, Anchor.fm, and that's really the platform where uh, I upload the episodes to. So you might want to go check them out if you're interested in podcasting as well. All we do is take the uh, your audio off of this live stream and put it there uh, for your hearing pleasure so and again I think I already said it at the top of the uh, podcast Jay is playing in the background live as always he insists and so we just cut him loose and let him multitask who knows I might just let them have a conversation here pretty soon and jump over to Animal Farm or Animal Crossing I keep calling it Animal Farm <laughs> Animal oh Crossing <laughs> But anyways, before we move on, um, we got the uh, intros and all that stuff out the way. Just want to ask you guys, as we always start off the show, and I kind of like just have the conversation, what have you been playing is the first question I'm going to ask. Always lead off the show with that. So if anybody wants to jump in, tell me what you've been playing. Briefly, don't get into details. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. 
Go ahead, Junior. I'll let you take the lead on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, well, I'm gonna have fun with this. Um, for the last, uh, uh, I think I've put in a good fifty some odd hours into this game. Um, I have been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses on Nintendo Switch. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, it is a turn-based, grid-like strategy game. Um, that just means it looks like a big game of chess, but a lot more complicated. And it's turn-based, meaning you take a turn and the other people take a turn. Um, it is a staple of Nintendo-ness. I have been holding it off. Uh, for a while, but a buddy of mine actually picked it up for me without my knowing. He downloaded it on my Switch and said, hey, man, you, you've you've earned, like, so much because you've helped out, and we just want to bless you. I had to take it. Um, I had to shut my mouth and, and go ahead and just take it. Go right with it. Um, and, man, I am enjoying this game uh, right. a lot. We don't want to get too deep into it because you are the main topic, and we're going to ask you a bunch of, of questions not only on that game, but uh, mm-hmm. just on your, you know, your your overall history, I have some questions maybe that I haven't asked you in the past. So I'm gonna oh. cut you off there on purpose. Um, oh. But uh, what what are you looking forward to? I mean, I know you're involved with Fire Emblem now, but what about in the next maybe month, two months, if there is anything that you are looking forward to? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think I have anything I'm looking forward to. However, I have a fleeting suspicion and a fleeting theory that they may be putting um, one of my favorite PS4 games, Persona 5, on Nintendo Switch. I, I am I am hoping for that. So if they do that, um, oh. then that game. Oh, we got, I got a Persona 5 person in here? Oh, my God. Yes, you do, boy. Oh, my yes, God. You do. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of them episodes, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to play some Persona, man. So, so I'm sorry. So, were you? I mean, I, I'm sorry. Before, like, Jay and I cut you off or whatever. So, Persona Five. That's like, when's that dropping? Well, Persona Five Royale come, has been released already. They okay. haven't announced it for Switch just yet. Okay. That's my philosophy on that. Okay, without going into lengthy detail, Persona is was a PS4 exclusive. Is still a PS4 exclusive. However, if pattern goes as pattern has been um, with other PS4 exclusives, such as Crash Bandicoot, Spiral Collections, a few others, um, and the fact that they put one of the main, like the main character in Smash Brothers, um, I was expecting that during what was supposed to be E3 time or video game conference time, they were at least hinted that they were going to remaster it, the Royal Collection, to get a little bit more bang for their buck. Nintendo as other companies have done we'll just have to see for that okay all right well you see this is why we this is why Jay like I was talking to you earlier like on my way out to uh, WORK and um, and I was telling you hey I need to get my son on here uh, talk about uh, Fire Emblem uh, that he's playing and just overall just get into this conversation because he's just a big Nintendo head and um and by your reaction already i know you're excited so you're looking forward to that what what have you been playing jay out of the 2000 games you've been playing at the same time well i'm gonna go ahead and start off this next topic since 
we're going to get to it anyway. Last time we checked, I was supposed to play Witcher 3. Mm. Yeah, you were supposed and to I, make some room in there, like, because you was playing no, like, 300 did. games at the same time. I so no, I I I sat down and I played The Witcher Three, and I'm ready to give you my take on The Witcher Three. Okay, so before you give me your take, is there anything that you're looking forward to playing? Persona Five Royale. Royale. Persona Five. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm man, sorry. I'm sorry, I, I know, I know, <laughs> final, I know. Final Fantasy VII remake has been released, and I want to play that. Mm-hmm. But I've mm-hmm. been playing, I've been playing Persona since the PlayStation One days, mm. and I can't not play Persona. Okay, it would be it would be blasphemy if I didn't. Wow, it's, it's that it's serious, people. Be, it's that serious, <laughs> It's that, it's, it's that serious, man. Well, you know, in all fairness, and I'm not, I'm only poking fun at you guys. I can't go either way because I've never played a Persona game. I don't even know what it's about. Uh, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it truly is. The only thing I can tell you is depends on the story, the year, which game. Pick a random mm-hmm. game and I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, when I say I have no clue, it's not like I haven't heard or read reviews or seen videos or, you know, tuned into your, you know, IGN reviews and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of have the vague idea of what it is, um, but it seems like it's a game that it's, it's really involved. It takes some commitment to play this game. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Well, you're gonna put a lot so. of time into it. Well, if you want to get everything out of the game, you're gonna put well over a hundred hours. Right. Right. Well, easy, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and I mean, I and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I mean, <laughs> it's definitely one of those games that when it is announced, when it is available, it has a, a huge following, and people like me who have never played it might be curious to play it. I mean, I can't uh, say that I ever will, but I'm not counting it out that I never won't. You should. Yeah, so you really should. Yeah, you should. So but um going back to the Witcher. Alright, so overall I really like the Witcher. So how much time would you say you played in the Witcher? Three Let's hours. Talk about that. Three hours. Okay. So you <laughs> You didn't even scratch the scratch of the surface. Okay. I know. All right. So how far did you get three hours in? Um, let's see. I got to remember because uh, I can't remember. Is, the is there a reason that you didn't play it more than three hours? I'm curious. There about is. That. Okay. There so, is. So talk. I'm gonna, I'll just give you free reign on it now. So there's a reason why you didn't play more than three hours. And did you get uh, to the Griffin? Yes. Okay. Did you beat the Griffin? Oh yeah, me and that. Gr- oh well, it was a war of words when it came to that Griffin. I'm gonna okay. tell you. Okay. <laughs> so, so you wasn't sidetracked at all or anything. You 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 went like straight story focus to get to that Griffin because you can easily get sidetracked in that game easily. What's, well, here's here's the thing. I I know how long I did my research. Okay. I know how long the game is. 
I know that, you know, there's so much to do that just side quest alone is a whole game in itself. Right. So I was like, let me just, let me get to a certain point. And if it's there for me, I'll rock out. Okay. But it just didn't, as good as the game is, I just couldn't get into it. Okay. Well, now talk to me about that, your experience and why you couldn't get into it. I just, it's, it's a good game. I would give the Witcher a 10 all day. It just, I couldn't get into it. I don't know if it's my old age. I don't know if it's the fact that maybe it's old and, you know, I know so much about The Witcher as far as, you know, little stuff I've read. And, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go not go by that. I want to go by what I played. And I have a rule. If a game can't catch my attention within a certain amount of hours, I can't play it. Okay. And 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 as good as the witcher is it just couldn't draw me in the way it needed to okay now you're you're an uh, a role playing gamer rpg gamer jrpgs and yeah. you know you just said you had done your research i mean prior to me pretty much just nagging you and nagging you to play the witcher 3 were you even remotely interested when it first dropped or was announced earlier on because the game is like what five years old now well see i've never heard of the witcher back in the day so it wasn't like a game that i was like absolutely had to play because back then you know five years ago i was all about persona i was playing i was playing so many rpgs and division so i mean you know, brother, I, I mean, Witcher wasn't on my radar. Let's just be 100% honest. I, I, I kind of considered it like Elder Scroll. Okay. You know, mm. it's like, yeah, that's pretty much what I can, I put it in that category. And Elder Scrolls ain't my thing or Final Fantasy 14 or. Okay. Uh, so Witcher, yeah. so Witcher 3 was your first experience with the Witcher universe? Yes. Okay. I mean, same here, same here. Witcher 3 was my introduction. I didn't know anything about CD Project Red and the Witcher series. I didn't even know it was, you know, a, a book or novels or whatever it is. So I didn't know none about the universe. Um, and I didn't run out, you know, day one to pick it up because like you said, it wasn't on my radar. Uh, but when I did play it, I played it on early enough so that you know, there was still conversation around it. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, and yeah, and it lived up to the hype and then some for me. I mean, I, I still think that the game holds up even today. Like it's still for mm-hmm. me, for me, it's the best developed RPG world there is. And I mean, and, and you play three hours of it. So I don't think you, you, you can actually say that. But I played Witcher 3 easily Wait. over 50, 60 hours. Well, um, I, I want to I want to yeah, I want to I want to ask you something. You said it's the best immersive RPG world. Like, what did you mean by that statement? Before well, I, I, like... meant, I mean, when you play and, and let me ask, let me ask Josh, Josh, did you play Witcher 3? Did you ever experience Witcher 3? 
so I have it because um, I will agree with the one point of it has held its value this entire time amongst the gaming world because they just they remade it for Switch. Um, and so, like, they also remade Elder Scrolls for Switch as well, which I think it's really ironic that you mentioned that, Jay, because those are two very, like, different, but when I was playing Witcher, I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, I got past the Griffin. I got, I, I believe I got, like, right after where, like, the majority of the map gets opened up and was like, this is huge. What do I do? And then I talked to some people and I read some things up and it goes, do whatever you want to do. It's like Elder Scrolls. So go for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there really so, I mean, is, in, in The Witcher 3, there is a main story. And this is, and I'm glad you guys shared that because this is what I'm going to share my experience. And when I say that, I believe in my experience from the role-playing games that I've played, the open world games that I've played, um, and saying that Witcher 3 is the best developed like open world RPG is because when you play the game, when you do side missions, not once in my 50, 60 hours of gameplay, it might be even more, did I ever feel that any of those side missions were irrelevant and, or that they were just cut and paste. Like, you know how, you know, we play Division, that's an open world and yeah. you know that the missions is like they're cut and paste you know they might be oh, different absolutely. you know different scenario different enemies um but they're cut and paste for the most part um and it wasn't until i played the witcher 3 that i was like every time i found the npc that had a side mission from you know hey there's I hear this noise at the well at night to, you know, um, my frying pan is missing. That's actually a mission in there. My frying pan is, is missing. Um, they were all different, unique, and relevant. I, I never ran across one NPC that offered me the same side quest. There was always, you know, if you felt like you was in that world and there was variety and it was alive because of it you know it really immersed me you know in my opinion and that's why i say and and maybe when you play it josh um and you start you know either pursuing the mission the actual main story and you go on a couple of these side quests you'll you'll pick up on that as well you'll be like whoa this is pretty cool you know this this side mission here took me to another place on the map but it wasn't just an irrelevant, you know, go fetch this, go kill that. It actually, there was actually like a story there. It meant mm -hmm. something. You know, not to mention like the stuff you find and, and you know, how you can upgrade the skill tree on there. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing game. It's a really well thought out, planned out, laid out world. The game design is, is amazing. Now, well, I will say, though, after experiencing what little time I played with The Witcher, I am absolutely excited for Cyberpunk. And why is that? Because if The Witcher, even though I couldn't get into it and the game has mage on it, I think Cyberpunk is going to be their best work for uh, CD Projekt Red. 
So I, I, I get to see what they can truly do, and I can't wait for it. A so, modern game, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're talking about like now it's going to be like more like sci-fi. So that kind of calls your attention more than, you know, the, the dragons. dragons. And, you know. Wait, brother, I play, I play Shadow of Mordor. Come on. Yes. But I don't, what I don't I'm think it's is, I'm talking about like, well, explain it. I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Well, you know. Because CD okay. Projekt Red, okay. Because the, the games are different. The Witcher 3 and CD Projekt, I mean, and CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk are two different worlds, two different games. Yeah, made by the same company, but. Go ahead, Josh. I know you're ready to get it out there. No, I think I think what Jay is saying, though, is regardless of whether or not it's another game that takes place in the fantasy world or cyberpunk world, Witcher's an older game, like five years old, you said. And yeah. with, with new direction, new technology, and, and a new fan base that they're trying to build, new game means a lot of possibilities and if this was this big game that's five years old and it has this much replayability replayability that's the word i'm looking for and and like they're remaking it and remaking it again and doing a complete edition for every system and all this other stuff like imagine how great of a a new game is going to be regardless of whether or not it's set in cyberpunk or or in another world like that so yes right yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, to to moot your point, the best open world RPG is Shadow of War. Sorry. You think so? And why is that? Because it's just the game. It's just in my <laughs> that's opinion. That's your bias. It's best. <laughs> that's your opinion. That's fine. I mean, I, that's my opinion. That. I'll roll with uh, that. That's my opinion. Like, like I said, I can't really speak on The Witcher because I only played three hours. I played Shadow of War three times and put 80 hours three times each i i will have to say and agree if they put shadow of war and if i were to get that one i would definitely playing that a lot more than than the witcher and i have played that one a, a lot already but you see and this is where i'm gonna throw a wrench into y'all you know, <laughs> argument there because even though the shadow of war shadow mordor but and the system, I like the system of, you know, the orgs and, 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 you know, you humbling the orgs and putting them under mind control and all that stuff. Like, I wish other companies would have, like, you know, robbed that system, stole that system and implemented it in their games. But, but when I played the game, even though I enjoyed myself, I could, man, it's like apples and oranges because some of those missions and some of the stuff was just cut and paste. It wasn't, there was no, no uniqueness about it. Well, it depends. How, how much time did you put into it? The first one, I took it about two thirds, maybe three fourths through the game. I never finished it. Did you play the second one? No, I didn't play the second one. Play the second one. Yeah. Play the second. But, but that's like. That's like you saying, you know, I played it three hours because, you know, if it didn't get my attention and I played three fourths of, of the first one. And after I've had my experience with the first one, I was like, OK, do I want to play the second one? Mm, I mean, it might have this, that, but I didn't see anything in there that really caught my attention for me to want to play the second one, to be honest. Oh, no, fair enough. Wrench, wrench into your conversation, though. There are plenty of games that you have not beaten that you've gone out and gotten the second one or third one. Um, that is true. Right after, that is true. After. But, 
but, um, but Shadow, yeah, Shadow has never like the first one. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I can't, I can't say you know if I had to rate it now, I would say for me it was a seven. Um, it was just fun. It was fun to play. I had a blast. Um, I didn't end it because I I lost my interest in it. Um, that deep into the game, yeah, I lost my interest. It won't be the first game. But um, but nothing made me want to run out and get the second one when it was announced. Mm. That and that's just me, you know, for that particular game. I'm not saying that it, it wasn't good. I've seen Jay play oh, it, and oh, I no. think it looks amazing when they announced it. Um, but to me, I kind of like maybe how you felt about Witcher Three. Like I said, to me, when I looked at the systems and how you were gonna like take over these orgs and all this other stuff and. You know, building up these kingdoms and tearing other ones down. I was like, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. that well, there's more to it. Well, see, your Witcher to me is Shadow of Mordor to you. So, I mean, you know, so I'll, I'll definitely call that. We both got biased, but it is what it is. They both good games. Yeah, they, they both fulfill, They both fulfill the purposes that they need to fulfill, which is to be fun and to get my money. Definitely. And, and, like, and like Josh said, you know, they just, you know, it's amazing that it's running on the Switch. You know, it's amazing that they ported it over and... and mind you, it's not just running on the Switch. It's the complete edition running on the Switch with all the DLC, all the background stuff. And they even had to re-implement and redo some things that it would run a whole lot better. Right. And, and people are like, this is great. Right. Um, that's 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 just awesome. That's just awesome. Let me let me move on then from you know Jay's three hour experience with Witcher three. And wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Yeah, put him on blast. That's not fair. And and let's talk about and I just want to touch upon it because I was talking earlier with Jay about this. So by the time you guys hear this, who knows? You might hear this a year from now. Whatever. We're not going to spoil anything because, you know, I know how important <laughs> that is, Jay. But um, The Last of Us 2, a game that has been highly anticipated, a game that's been in the oven for a long, long, long time. Naughty Dog's been, you know, with their head down, working on this game, hadn't heard anything. Then we heard there was going to be a release date. Soon after that, Sony turned around because of the C virus and the times that we live in and basically said, hey, we're going to hold back a game again, in my opinion, and maybe many others out here was already finished. There was no reason to delay it other than, oh, we're not going to be able to release this game the way we want to, which means, you know, make it available in hard copies worldwide so we can get as much money as we can. I'm just speaking the truth. What I believe is to be true. And so they it's said, it's smart. yeah. And so they said, we're going to hold it back indefinitely. Okay. That got people in an uproar. Long story short. The news came out recently that a dev, an actual dev from Naughty Dog, released the whole 
the whole kit and caboodle when it came to Last yeah. of Us 2 and spoiled basically the game. And people were, I don't know, I, I you know, really, uh, I heard it, but I didn't look anything up. Jay was the one that was filling me in. So, so mm-hmm. what's the deal with this? You know, uh, now, Josh, you know anything about it? Uh, yeah, I did some. So I, I saw some like crazy breaking news videos on all this stuff. Um, first of all, uh, it's it's a business tactic. It, it is what it is. I mean, it's 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 what Marvel's doing and not releasing Black Widow that was supposed to be a blockbuster hit. Um, it's it's what plenty of other companies are doing with not releasing movies and content. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone just keeps on pushing back stuff. I'm surprised that honestly between you and me jay um i'm surprised that final fantasy didn't get pushed back after all the times it's been pushed back all these 15 something years of it being oh, out I got, <laughs> um, oh hey. true i got i got news on final fantasy as well but yeah we'll get there yeah we um but no I, I i looked into it so dad have you actually beat the game yet what game Last of us one no i'm at the very end of it i've been streaming it okay here and recording and i told jay that i don't remember that game being so long the the three times before that i played it and didn't finish it but i'm i'm towards the end now so gotcha. yeah, yeah, um, yeah so don't spoil it for me because <laughs> oh, i'm not like uh, uh, three uh, uh, i i out of every single person in my life who i have seen both through social media and video game stuff that is the only one who I have ever known who has remained spoiler free yeah. in this game yep. this long. Yep. And so I will not be the one to spoil anything that happens um, at all. Because <laughs> I, I beat the game twice. I played the game twice in the house. Um, in his, he has, uh, or his sub setup, and he never got spoiled with it. My mom knows the ending, and she doesn't play video games. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Wow. That's that the point. That brother avoided it like the plague. I mean, Honestly, it wasn't he did. difficult. It wasn't difficult to avoid it. I just, you know, and even being on, I'm not on social media like that. So, you know, I pick and choose my stories, even when I'm listening to other podcasts. And the moment I hear The Last of Us, I, I shut it down. Yeah. I forward it like 10 minutes. Or I skip the episode. It's without getting into anything as far as like spoiler stuff or whatever. Um, what I was researching, and Jay, maybe you have a little bit more information than this than I do, but from what I was reading up on and watching videos of, what he released are plot points for the story. No, the entire plot point and the synapses is out. So you yes, know yeah. the yes, beginning you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's frustrating in and of itself. Very much so, because it spoils the entirety of the story in the game. But what I'm reading is that people are getting mad with the direction that they took, more they, than that it was spoiled. Well, yeah the the problem is is how to do it without doing too much of a spoiler here. Um, yeah. A lot of people feel that the direction the game went is not what they expected, and they should have just left it alone. The thing is, though, my rebuttal for that, and what I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain over, honestly, just 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 how I am, just trying to rack my brain over, is when my dad finally gets to the ending, 
Oh, it really man. a surprise. Oh, that brother, boy, that's good. That boy, that ending, boy, you gonna? I expect a phone call on that. Yeah, I, I do too. No, I, I whole episode of Wow, guys, it's been this amount of years that I haven't been able to get oh, yeah. this ending. I'm, I'm definitely Crazy. gonna speak about that. Most definitely, I'm gonna hey. speak about you know probably the only person alive on the planet, <laughs> you know, that, that finally finished it. You know, when when the Last of Us Two is is here coming out in another month. Yeah, but but my thing again, my thing is as I'm reading that, and as I've seen through other Naughty Dog games, um, going back as far as uh, I believe Jack and Daxter, um, and the storylines of even a game like that, um, the Uncharted series, and just a, a few other ones there, just just seeing that and just being like, okay, like I personally, personally, I was more concerned with oh people are getting mad because the gameplay is already totally botched. People are getting mad because everything's going crazy. Oh. Is that what's going on as well? Like, is, is gameplay wrong now? Did they switch oh. up all the mechanics and make it completely different? That now it's, like, for unplayable? Or what okay. happens? Is it just a oh. plot line, storyline thing? That's, oh. that's on them, oh. like, definitely. Well, let, me, let me go ahead and just say it this way. The narrative, and I know, I know your father... And if I know your father, you will absolutely despise Last of Us 2. And, and that's what Jay told me earlier, like in a conversation. And, and my words to that was, or my response to that was that, and I think we can say this in this way, and it won't spoil anything, that people are probably going to be disappointed because the game took on an agenda as a theme. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, and so, because they went that route, they didn't deliver what gamers who have obviously played the first one, beat the first one, were kind of sort of like, okay, the second one is gonna pick up on this, and it's gonna answer this question and this question, and this question, and maybe that's not what's happening now with The Last of Us Two, because they went down this route. Is that what's going on though? Because if it is, is? You know, I'm, I'm gonna be frustrated. Uh, uh, look, brother, <laughs> I, I've deep dove, I've listened to videos, I've read, I've seen because the gameplay is available as well. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you guys, but if I tell you guys, especially no, you, don't say. <laughs> if, if, if I if I tell you, and you play this game, if you play the first one to the end, and I spoil it for you. You will, you will absolutely be like, Last of Us was the best game I ever played. I ain't touching Last of Us 2. I guarantee you. Right, right. And I mean, brother, I know the narrative. I know what goes on. And, it, and it's not just about agenda. It's how it's taking place, how it's done, why they do it. And it's just like, they. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what kind of crack they were smoking. So then, so then what's so Jay? So then, in your opinion, or, or or Josh, or both of you, take turns. Then, what was the motivation? What do you think the motivation was for a dev? This is, wasn't an insider um, who leaked this information. This was an actual naughty dog dev, someone on the inside, to leak this and to put this out. In your the opinion. reason. No, the reason was, and it came. It was been. It's been announced documented. Yeah, this guy came out because they were working 70, 80 hour weeks, and Naughty Dog wasn't paying them money. Mm. 
So they and, was in this. Uh, so they was in the crunch mode, and like we hear so many other companies doing, you know, where it's completely insane. But, yeah, and, and that's, and that's basically it. Yeah, because believe it or not, people have been quitting Naughty Dog because of this game. They, 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 the, the narrative is so bad, a lot of people want nothing to do with it. But so okay, but wait, wait, quitting. the narrative or the crunch? Because you just talked about the, the, oh. the reason why. Oh. Okay, so he released it out of frustration because they were working... 80 100 hours a week crunching not getting paid and basically you know what are you gonna what was he what was he gonna get out of it like exposing naughty dog and sony to a reality in 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 this industry i mean i'm not saying i agree with it but oh no but like more than that though he exposes a crappy storyline people draw back people don't put reserves and people don't get the game. I mean, you'll still have a couple million dollars, but not the impact that they were uh, projecting. And that's kind of like, that's kind of like, so so in my mindset, it's like, okay, we're just going to sabotage this game and, and just put it out there and that'll show them, you know, to treat us like dogs. Well, 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 you (laughs) think about it. I'm going to be, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to say it like this, the kind of, kind of add on to what Josh said is that uh, in the way, look, if you if I'm going to work for you and you're not going to pay me my money and I'm giving you everything I got on a project mm-hmm. and you like and you throw me the bird and tell me to swivel on it okay, now what I'm going to do is not only am I going to quit Guess what? Guess whose money is tied up in this? Sony and Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. So when you when you make a drop like that, first person, first first people that are affected are Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. All right. So people are going to investigate Naughty Dog. They're going to find out what's going on. If Naughty Dog gets exposed, and now you know now they're going to have some major problems. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then Sony has to get involved. Because guess who owns Naughty Dog? Sony. I understand all of that stuff, but and and yeah, yeah, preaching to the choir. I understand all that stuff. I agree a hundred percent with its its dirty practices. But when you enter into a contractual agreement in that fine tiny print, if you don't bother reading or your attorneys don't read it and interpret it for you before you sign on that dotted line that there is a deadline and that you have to bring forth a product and it's expected to be done and whatnot. I still don't get how all these pieces are coming together because I can easily argue this away. Just plain devil's advocate. You know what? Naughty Dog, you are owned by Sony. You are under contractual agreement. This game was not something you guys agreed to yesterday a year two years three, no even when the last of us the first one wasn't done there's probably who knows it's probably gonna be a last of us three they probably signed up for three games not one so all of that could be argued and dismissed easily okay i'm not saying i, I agree agree with the the conditions but what you know 
if you are in this industry and you know this is going on and you're here at the end of the finish line, you've put God knows how many years into this game, you've given blood, okay, to put this game out there and you are a month from the finish line, you're going to tell me that I'm going to pull the trigger and pretty much commit professional suicide because now I want to expose, you know, Sony and Naughty Dog and all. No, I'm going to wait till the game comes out. I'm going to get paid and then I'm going to walk. I agree. You see what I mean, I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. That's a... Or, that's a logical man. Or, that's a professional logical man's idea. Or, or, no, or the flip side. Or, no, listen, or the flip side, I would have walked a long time ago. But you don't wait to. I mean, come on now. You, I mean, there had to be some other motivation here. Something else. Something else. I mean, you know we're not going to get 100% of the story because Sony and Naughty Dog are just pay off the employee exactly. and bury it. That's, that's, that's my point. That's my point. And and Sony, if we if we're real, Sony as a as a company, from what I understand, I don't have any numbers or anything, I'm just your average Joe. From what I hear and what I understand, that it's Sony and it's PlayStation that makes the majority of the money for Sony. It's hmm? PlayStation. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so so when I heard this news, and you guys chime in, okay, but when I heard this news, I said, wait a minute, Sony gave a release date, Naughty Dog actually, I remember, I don't know if it was last year, maybe it was a little bit after or before last year, well anyways, whatever, but I remember that that there had been some sort of interview with Naughty Dog, and that Naughty Dog, because they make excellent games, excellent but I had They've heard, been seen as, as kings of storytellers in the gaming industry, period. Exactly. But I had heard, and I, I wish I could bring up the interview, but straight from like Naughty Dog developers that they had looked at what The Last of Us 2 was during its development and that they realized, wait a minute, we need to go back to the drawing board and we need to add this, 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 this. I mean, like what you just said, they're master storytellers. I'm playing The Last of Us, and it's story-wise, it's a great story. It's amazing. It's It, it keeps you locked in. You want to keep playing. And like I told Jay, it for me, it feels like a long, dragged-out episode, <laughs> like season. Like, I want it to end. I, I do. I'm like at... The end of it, like, please end already because I want to see what happens. And I'm really actually tired of the game. But. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you haven't done it in I am. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the game, but it's not in a bad way. I just feel like. It, it, I just did it go too like, long? I feel like Uncharted, the last one, like, it went too long. It went a couple <laughs> of chapters too long. You, they could have tied that bad boy up sooner. You and pretty much the entire rest of the world. Exactly. That's how I felt and feel about The Last of Us. I'm not saying it's not a great game. I gave my score. Did I give it an 8? Jay, I said an 8. Um, I think it still holds up. But 
narrative wise we know naughty dog has is at the top of the game when it comes narrative and game and all this other stuff but here's here's my point quickly the game was announced a release date was announced then all of a sudden and i say all of a sudden in my opinion sony comes out says no we're gonna hold this game back after we announced it when you announce a release date it's because the game is done okay mm. period mm. Well, no no listen listen when you announce a naughty dog first party game that has been in development as long as that mm. has been sony ain't stupid okay sony's not going to announce a game that's not done especially a first party game okay that's on them they announced it no one said oh it's gonna be delayed another month because we need to tweak it or not no it was announced and then all of a sudden this whole narrative of oh because blah 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 what i just said before and then this leak happens and the next day, I think less than 24 hours later, Sony comes out and not only do they say The Last of Us 2 is going to release in June, but Ghost of Tsushima is going to release in July. And Ghost of Tsushima is the one that's going to get my money. I'm just saying, like, what, what, what made Sony do a double take all of a sudden? Business? Business, yeah. Like, Sweet to the answer, but this isn't this isn't something that's not common, especially with a big release game like Last of Us. I, I mean, you the fans didn't mind waiting this entire time. At least I, I don't see that from what we have. Um, but it's not even that long of a wait, even though they they pushed it back when they had the release date and they revisited the drawing board. Because I can think of a few. They're not places and exclusives now, but a few places and exclusives, which has Kingdom Hearts. We waited 12-something years for that. 15. Fifteen years. There he is. See, I lost track of time waiting. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. This remake has been announced since PlayStation 2 era, I believe. Uh, and we got a, a dev video when PS3 was here. And then they said, no, we're not doing it for the PS3. We're going to do it for the PS4 when it first comes out around there. And then they just kept teasing it and playing with it and blah, blah, blah. The fact that we got even a third of the game is is huge. And they revisited that so many times. Um, yeah. it, honestly, the business practice of waiting and pushing back, like, that's – personally, that's not the qualm. I think that the whole leaking of the entire storyline and the game – is is someone who's who's big mad and hey we we've stayed with you this entire time and and now this is how you're gonna treat us we're gonna hit you where it hurts yeah and, uh uh did you get the article i sent you about the director being all heartbroken you know i didn't get a chance i got all those articles i didn't get a chance to read any of them i'm gonna say so, this before you chime in my thing here is jay are you Mostly digital or physical or half and half? I am 98.8% digital. Okay. And I'm about 99.9% .9 digital. 
about so, 95% digital. Okay. So do y'all guys believe that there's been a major shift in in the gaming world now? You're still going to have your collectors. You're still going to have those individuals who are going to get the hard copies and the collector's editions and the statues that come with games and whatnot. But for the most part, do you believe that most casual gamers or whatever are just looking for convenience, looking for accessibility? Uh, 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 digital? I'll, I'll chime this really quick on, on this thing. Um, the reason why I have personally, like for me, most of my games are digital because I find better deals on digital. And if I'm going to play a game that I, I know I'm going to like, I'm going to want it digital, not to carry around everything, especially because Nintendo Switch has cartridges. You know, right. um, I don't feel like lugging that around with me. Right, same However, if, any, if GameStop and working for GameStop has taught me anything oh, um, for, for that brief time that I was working, unless people are forced to, Unless the only systems out and available in the entire world are the Xbox with absolutely no disc port and Sony PlayStation makes an exclusive download-only system. Disc and games, as far as retro games, CDs, cartridges, whatever, they are not going out of style anytime soon. Businesses may fall. Businesses may fail. But Walmart, for instance, sells video games. They sell them a little bit cheaper and yeah. then uh, big retail games places, and they always have those shelves stacked. In fact, they always have those shelves stacked with the games before their release dates, and people actually line up and go to Walmart for games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not. And, and the fact that this, personally, I think there's a lot more things going on with the whole Naughty Dog saying, oh, we don't want to release it yet because all this stuff, we're not being able to do that. I think there's some truth to that. I think there's some lies to that as well. I think there's like, oh, we kind of need to run now with our tails tucked between our legs. But it's going to be a hit. The the fact that people are 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 backing out of this deal with with pre-orders and backing out of this deal with um, expectancies um, for everything, the collector's editions of stuff, like it's going to take a hit because that is where the replayability comes in. Um, for a lot of people, because some people will wait. You also got to remember, some people will wait until a game is used, or they find that at a pawn shop, um, before they'll pick it up. And if people just aren't going to buy the game, then it's just going to go on sale for like $15, like we've seen some games go on sale for. Um, and it's going to be sad. Not really, oh, it, it, and, and video gamers talk. We talk. And that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why, you know, even with Witcher, Hey, my opinion about it is this, and I compare it to this game, and blah blah blah. Like one little wrong move, this disc is going to make it so that man, even people who do digitally only, they're not going to be able to get the game for free and want to play it. They're not careful. Yeah, if you wait long enough, it gets the Fallout seventy six treatment. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree with you guys one hundred percent. I'm not saying that you know, that everybody should go digital and whatnot. Like, I have a couple of my Nintendo Switch games. I actually picked up Animal Crossing physical copy because it was at Walmart, and I saved, like, $12 by buying it, you know, brand new at Walmart because it was $12 less. $12 is different, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's now, a hold big on. difference. Now, hold on. I want to say this. I love Nintendo, 
I'll ride or die with Nintendo. But Nintendo does not like doing sales, and they all about their money. That's all I got to say about Nintendo. Yeah, of course, of course. But you know why? But what Nintendo does well, and and we'll get into it here because I, I want to wrap up the whole you know Naughty Dog thing. But what Nintendo does well is that they continue to piecemeal their first party lineup, which is the best out of all the systems. Nintendo has the best first party lineup, hands down, across any and every generation, period. That's why we still go back and buy Mario Kart. We go back and buy Smash Brothers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hold it. it. Uh, Here he goes. Okay, see. (laughs) You done done hit retro. No. Sega Genesis beat out Nintendo. Super Nintendo, I'm sorry. You can burn for that one. But here's the thing. Where's Sega now? Here's the thing, exactly. And Nintendo has always had this saying of Nintendo does Sega, and now most every other video game company don't. Yep. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I'm a, he said, I'm a, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, look, I'm not going to, I'm going to save it for another day. Retreat. But no, I ain't retreating. I'm just going to let you know. Retreating. Oh, no. Just, I'm going to say it just like this as a Sega fan. Sega hung themselves. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. I am a fan. I am not afraid to admit. Sega's, Sega's hung themselves and they continue to kick a dead horse and they they that's where they're failing jay i'm i'm, I'm my first game my best friend in the entire world i cried when i watched the movie was sonic the hedgehog <laughs> um, it was amazing the movie the games i asked my dad i used to run yes. around my little fat self used to run around my hands behind my back thinking i was faster than than everybody else i loved loved sonic what Sonic the Hedgehog is a testament is the fact that Sega has continued to go in a direction that fans do not want them to go. Continue to make bad business practices that they could have just learned from Nintendo. Nintendo has packaged the same exact game yep. with, a, a, with a different oh, it's 1080p now. Oh, we're going to throw in a 200cc Mario Kart 8 because why not? On Animal Crossing characters, yeah, we'll go ahead and put a character for that. You're racing the same exact tracks, the same exact cars, the same exact concept for Mario Kart. You're doing the same exact party games for Mario Party. You're doing the same exact levels for Mario Super Super Mario Brothers. It's the same package game. They make it pretty. Everyone goes buck wild crazy, and they never put them on sale. You know what? You know how many name? You know how many games I can name with that whole explanation you just gave. I can give you God of War. I mean, oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing. All of these companies that are pre-packaging and repackaging their games, they're doing that. But the argument is, hey, dude, it's on top. No, man, Sega died. Uh, and they, they had them. They almost had them, Jay. They really almost had them. Well, like like I really said, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no fool. I'm crazy, but I'm no fool. <laughs> no, no, no one's, you know... Nintendo a long time ago, and we had this discussion, I think, Jay, you had asked, you know, when was it that Nintendo kind of, like, went off and started doing their own thing? It was, like, during that GameCube era, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Nintendo, n- yeah, you you told me that. We both were in agreement with that. That was our last podcast, yeah. you know, yeah, it was I a GameCube, 
You know, I had to think about. I had to think about that. Before. But I'll tell you what. But but game. But Nintendo has appealed to their audience. They have not tried to stand in there in the same ring to duke it out with Sony, Xbox, with nobody. They said, you know what? We're just gonna come over here on our own little island, do our own little thing, and we're just going to appeal to our fans old and young and in between and we're going to give them what they want fun i agree Games. with you to this extent though i agree with you to this extent and i think this is a beautiful thing here you are absolutely right they have made fun games and have stayed to their lane what has started to happen now is you've seen how many again playstation exclusives xbox exclusives games have ported over to nintendo systems now yeah is no surprise that I have Elder Scrolls, Castle Crashers, um, and 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 there are a lot of games. Uh, Borderlands just got announced for Nintendo Switch. Um, Bioshock series just got announced for Nintendo Switch. They have done all of that, but then they're picking. I think I pick. I think they're picking the cream of the crop, all these other companies, and saying, "Hey, we can offer this our fans, our people." Those are the games that go on sale a lot, Jay. Um, we can offer all of these things. People can come over to Nintendo and be like, hey, Nintendo, I've always loved Mario Kart. They got Elder Scrolls, a game which, by the way, is way older than most people like to yeah, admit. Elder Scrolls is like so, on Coleco, baby. It's still, though, super huge. That's what I'm saying. I think that thus far, the the move that has been on here, yes, they have stuck to their own lane, and I've been super excited about that. But something that has changed in the atmosphere has been even taking watch at the games that, I mean, thus oh. far, there have been a lot of games that I have seen on Nintendo's stores now that they're the complete edition of some of the year games. Well, that's easy. Nintendo don't Nintendo don't want to make the same mistake they did with the Wii U. Exactly. Which the Wii U didn't have any third party support. Wii mm-hmm. has a ton of third party support. And that's where they filled with Switch. the Wii U. You mean Switch, not Wii. I mean Switch. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. My bad. But, but but the only reason listen, hey, the only reason why I believe that the Switch has the support of and is getting it is gaining the support of third parties now because the third party games that are on there either they're not that technically demanding minus witcher 3 and and that was a port done by another company that was not cd project red and they did an amazing job just like they did with um what's this game warframe no one ever thought that warframe was going to run on the nintendo switch but it's on there it's portable games like paladin no one thought that you know but it's there. It runs great. But this is my point. This is what I want to get to. That these third-party games that are coming over and this now this whole let's jump on the Switch bandwagon, Nintendo orchestrated that and have set it up to a point where they're like, okay, we can run it now even if it's straining our system, our current system. But who knows? They might be thinking already, okay, the Switch... Pro, the Switch 2.0, we might make a, a system that's a little bit stronger oh, 
to run you some of these? They already have. What do you mean they already have? They already, they already have. They just snuck it onto the market. Switch that I have right. Oh, oh no, no, no. no. 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, there is a new Switch, new hardware, longer lasting battery, yeah. um, bigger processor power. Like they did, right. and they just snuck right. it onto the market and just what it is. How, how yeah. do you know you have the upgraded one, though? Um, it's something in the serial number yeah. and uh, the packaging. Um, yeah. Like, I, I have one of the original Switches because it's the one of the ones that came out when, like, it first came out. Um, the packaging, I believe, like, the original packaging wasn't... Like, okay, so the newer packaging on the box, it's red. Nintendo Switch red. But then on the serial number, there's a, there's the first couple numbers on there. I mean, that you have a version 2.0 Switch Wait. that has stuff on there. Yeah, Wait, if, so the, you, oh, if you buy a Nintendo oh. Switch now, more than likely, if you've bought your Nintendo Switch in the last year, I want I want to say, mm -hmm. you have a Nintendo 2.0. Is the uh, box red? Yes. Yeah, I got a 2.0. Yeah, okay. it's a 2.0. Yeah. yeah, because I still got my box from my original one. It's not red. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not red. And, and... You know, if you go to GameStop or whatever, that's all you're going to see. And they're going to tell you, yeah, Nintendo 2.0. They'll, they'll refer to it as that. If you're going to get a used one, refurb, you're probably getting the first one. Nice. Is what you're getting. But anyways, I mean, this has been great conversation. I don't know about you guys. This this whole Nintendo thing, this is why we have Josh on here as well. Um, I, I want to well, just jump in here. Let me, let me move the topic along, Jay, because we over an hour already. And, um, oh, and I'll let you I'll let you speak your mind here in a second. But, um, hey, you did well, say I'm my dad's son. I talk too much too. <laughs> well, it's been you know it's been relevant. It's been just chill conversation, and everything, and it's 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 cool. I want to just say this. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of chime in on my Animal Crossing experience. Um, I I did a, a podcast solo and spoke about Animal Crossing, and and I told you guys. I knew that if I played this game, I was going to get hooked on it because of just my personality and the game loop and all that other stuff. So I'm not going to repeat that. But mm -hmm. I will tell you guys now that this is, again, just to remind anyone out there. And if you haven't heard any previous podcast, this is my first Animal Crossing experience. I didn't know nothing about the world, nothing about the game, nothing about the characters, nothing about the gameplay, nothing, nothing at all. I am, as of today, I am 70-plus hours into the game. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not even going to talk about the game, um, what I think about the game. I'll save that for another time. But this is the first time since I've purchased the Switch that I have actually... Played it both docked on the TV and mm -hmm. have taken it with me and have actually played it in handheld mode. It is the most use that I've given my Switch out of all the games that I have for the Switch. I that for me is a testament that I just got to mm -hmm. say, you know, the power of this game and I'm not only going to say just because of the times that we're living in because we're shut in, you know, that that mm -hmm. helps. But I'm out and about like I'm still working um, and I still got to go about my business and whatnot. 
But whenever I find some time to play this game, I'm playing it. Like, I'm not playing any other game outside of The Last of Us that I'm trying to wrap up, and I will. It's It's been all Animal Crossing. All of it. So I can't beat that, brother. I, I'm just... And I think I heard that they've just sold... And this number might be wrong. Don't quote me, but over three million or more. Uh, it's Animal Crossing. More. I think Animal more. Crossing is the best-selling game on Switch as of right now. Yeah, like the <laughs> best. And no, and I'm talking about they sold like three million. It released March 20th, I believe. Yep. So those are just the numbers for March. <laughs> so how many days in March? Thirty-one. So that was like what? 10 days, 11 days, they sold that many. And, and, and mind you, they had the special uh, edition console. So only God knows how many systems they pushed. Um, but yeah, Animal Crossing has has taken, you know, has taken the gaming by storm. And Not, I, I'm happy. Well, I'm happy. Well, I, Animal- I love the game. Animal Crossing's been around for a long time. Yeah, well, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's know just that. people just caught on to it, and you know well, now I don't think sudden, that people just caught on to it. I think that that this it was combination. Niche- yeah, it's a combination of you know people are shut in. Um, the marketing I think has been excellent. To be honest, like mm-hmm. like Nintendo is on top of their marketing. That's something we haven't talked about. Nintendo knows how to market. Um, and how to really give their games, especially their first-party games, and and their more popular games, the spotlight. Something I wish well, that you know, or I'm I'm kind of hoping that Xbox gets better and better and better. I think they've been doing a good job, but um, they can take some pointers and PlayStation as well. <laughs> well, I think that Nintendo knows who to market to. Mm-hmm. Is what's been getting is what you're really the point should be, because who does Nintendo market to? Families. That's that's it. They don't not grown men, not women, not children, but family. And then everybody else goes, well, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. So I mean, and Nintendo's smart for doing it, because you get the family involved. That's just more money in our pocket. I mean, I know I shouldn't say it like that, but business-wise, oh, I ain't mad at him. I ain't yeah. mad at him at all. It is what it is. I mean, it's it's working for them. <laughs> Why change the formula when it's been working, you know, for all this time? And and that goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, why why is Nintendo and their first party the number one, the number one across the board? Because they keep giving you what you want on every generation, on every system, and you're willing, you and I are willing to go back and pay that money for it. Every time. Every time. Every, every time. single time. You know, and, and we're not mad about it either. We actually get excited and oh. and look forward to it and, 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 and feel like, you know, a fat kid on Christmas, you know? Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. great. And like Josh said earlier, <laughs> It's the same game. It's just, you know, it's not 720 now, it's 1080. You know, oh. and, it, and, and and it's portable now. And 
one of one of the things that I was looking at with Animal Crossing, um, because I will blind I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't at all interested in it. Um but one of the things that have helped it a lot has been community that it has come out of it. Um because of just the way that the game plays. Sort of like really it's sort of like Minecraft in the sense of the creativity man i have seen people build owns that are replicas of of famous video games you name them like final fantasy i've seen people remake pokemon's town i've seen people do costumes and things like that for animes or for superheroes and they're just walking around their town collecting tarantulas and and talking to raccoons oh yeah it's a combination of know how to market to their fans then because of the creativity the creativity of it and the entire situation where we in now where no one has basically for the people who are non-essential with corona and first to be stuck at home like hey look what i just made in my uh, animal crossing town oh snap that's a millennium falcon in island form yes it is because i know how to do this crazy stuff here's the code oh that's it yeah, it's that's it's it, it's it. definitely yeah, it's like um I just heard uh not too long ago the last update for Mario Maker 2 was released mm. and they gave I mean that update brought a ton of customization and things that people have been asking for and it's almost like bittersweet because they're like wow, you know, we got all of these updates and upgrades and all this other stuff but you know, the support only lasted for what a year but that game has infinite you know like infinite customization when when mario maker part one came out man i was hearing about that for a while like it was years of of that game because people would just do the most ridiculous of stuff yeah and um when when mario maker 2 came out i mean they didn't change much from what i understood but it was crazy um, but again, I, I look at Animal Crossing and uh, a buddy of mine and I were having a conversation of it. Um, one of the reasons why I can't get into Animal Crossing is because there's a little bit too much freedom and not enough direction. Um, and he equated it to, hey, this is like not exactly like Minecraft, but it pretty much has the same concept as Minecraft. You get in, you collect stuff, and you build. And you get in, collect stuff, and then you build again. And then you destroy, and then you build. And it's great because you just get to relax and whatever it is you want to do. Um, yeah. And, I, and for some strange, odd reason, I guess that's where you and I differ in games, Dad, is like I, I, I like great customization games to a certain extent, but much freedom stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 will say, I will say this. There is, because I'm 70 hours into it, okay? And I don't play Minecraft. Let me just say that. I don't, I'm not even going to say I don't like Minecraft. It's just not my type of game. Like, visually, I can't, I can't deal with it. It messes with me. I've said it in the past. That's not a slight at Minecraft. With Animal Crossing, the loop, yeah, it's there. The, you know, like what your friend said, gathering the material, 
selling stuff mm-hmm. off. You know, you, you fall into this pattern and this routine and this habit of doing certain things over and over and over and over and over again. There's a satisfaction with that. And there is a progression um, because even 70 hours into it, I'm still learning now, mind you, I'm a first time Animal Crossing player. Like never played the franchise before. So I'm still discovering new ways and new things and how to go about things that I didn't know in the past. Um, and that keeps me coming back. And and so, you know, for me, when I looked at that I've been playing this game for 70 hours, I'm like, what? No, I haven't. It doesn't even feel like I've played 70 hours. But when I think about it, yeah, I log in every day, like religiously, and I am on that game. Um, and I make sure that I, you know, check in at the service center. I get my Nook miles. I uh, clear my inventory. I make sure I shake them trees for them sticks and all, you know, everything that comes with it. Um, but there is there is a lot of substance. And just when I think that there's nothing is coming to that point where, okay, what else is there to do? Then here comes another character, you know, another uh, provider of services, you know, whether they're selling um, art or or bootleg art. <laughs> so there's a fox there wait, that he's, wait, he sells bootleg, bootleg art. Bootleg art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's a fox called Red. He's an actual fox. And he has a uh, ship. And so you eventually get invited into his ship. The long and short is is that he'll have like three or four pieces of art. They could be a statue or a painting. Um, and it's for your museum. You can only buy one per day. And the thing is, is that they're based on real live art like real world art like our world so the fun of it is is that you get to see it in the game and i go over to uh nookpedia and i look at the actual picture of what the dude is selling in the game and i look at the real world one and i'm comparing it to see if it's authentic or not wow (laughs) you know because if you buy it you're gonna pay like almost 5,000 bells, that's the currency. It's like 4,900 something per piece. But then when you take it to your museum and the uh, owl, his name is Blathers, when he assesses it, if he knows it's fake, he's not gonna take it for the museum. He's gonna say, nope, this is a phony. So then you're out like 5,000 bells. <laughs> so, but it's, wow. it's like one of those, it's like one of those elements in the game that it's like, Yo, this is cool. Like, I find it like it's really cool. Now, it might sound boring and stupid for some people, but that's just one of the elements of the game that that I like. You know, I like going to visit um, Dusty. Shout out to, to Dusty. He's playing the game. I like visiting his island and, you know, bringing back some of the fruit that is native to his island, coming back and planting in my island. And then it's just the loop of it. It's satisfying. It's it's really satisfying. And it's really chill. You can play it. Like you were saying, Josh, you've seen YouTube videos, and I have as well, to try to get some tips. 
but I see some YouTube videos of people that have taken the game to a whole other level. I mean, like they time travel, they have their cities looking like, you know, medieval times or themed out like a cemetery or whatever it is. I mean, people that you know are either really familiar with the uh, franchise and they just gone, you know, deep into the game. That's cool. But you can Hold also on. play it on a level where you're just chilling. You're just relaxed, chilling. You don't really have to think about nothing. You're just going about your business. If you want to fish all day, go fish. Now I got a question. You know, you said this fox, he, he sells bootleg paintings, right? Yeah. Please tell me I can go and jack this fox up for selling me a bootleg painting. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can't jack him up. Hey, no, I need to nah, You got to get If fault. I'm dropping, nah, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm dropping $5,000 on the painting, and then some I'll be like, nah. Uh, and give see, me one second, paint, guys. Right I see there. your text. Let me, uh, I saw that your headphone. Okay, how, what about now? Say something, Josh. Hello? Hello, hello. Josh there? Yeah, let me unmute you, Josh. Hold on. Are you there, Josh? He says, headset die. <laughs> oh, man. We love you, Josh. I'm sorry. Josh, are you on them wireless headsets? No, I just unmuted you. I just unmuted you. But you were saying, Jay, no, you... And, and I work here on on the uh, Discord trying to get Josh back in. But you would say, no, you can't jack no no Fox, bro. You can't jack him up. That's on you. What? Why not? Why got to be on me? If he's selling me some phony goods, hey. I think I need to go over there and take him out. You, you kind of figure that he's he's phony like that from, from the beginning because the first time you encounter him, he's trying to sell you um, some mysterious painting that you, you have to buy it. But he tries to sell it to you for like, 400 and something thousand bells and you know you got to look at him like dude you crazy and as soon as you say that he's like well you know you're like family i'll give you the cousin discount and yeah, then he right. sells it to you for like four thousand oh there you are josh i hear you hi hey, wait, wait. did you say that was the cousin discount yeah he said he calls it the cut he says yeah you're like cousin you know you're like family like a cousin i'll sell it to you for four thousand <laughs> so he chops the price down from like Four hundred thousand to four thousand. So you know that is something like a cousin would. Do too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, all, we all got one of those, right? We'll give Josh, you that family discount. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Give you that family discount. Like, nah, I'm gonna give you these family knuckles, bro. Oh man, anyway, <laughs> you got to catch this. I'm so no, hey, no, hey, Jay. If you want to get any frustration out, just just use him in Smash Bros. Oh, so. nah. oh, boy. Nah, no, he plays with Kyle. That's that's him and Kyle playing Smash Brothers out there. That's you know that's their you, thing. You know, my son has played Smash Brothers more than I have. Look at that. Mm. Yeah, I my friends. I got Smash Bros. and I let my friends play it, and they played. They put in more hours than I have. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I got Smash yep. Bros. and I love the game and all that stuff. But you know, I have it more for like you know, when my nephews no, come over have... or whatnot. I got a question. Does yeah. Kyle play or does his wife play? Both. Well, Kyle because plays. His wife... Kyle ahead, plays. Kyle plays. His wife is better. Yeah, much better. <laughs> Always has been. Since the beginning. She's so better I at smash, to... better at shooting. Oh, wow. Now, here's, yeah. here's, 
Well, while we're on the switch, Josh, I would like to ask you. What's up? What got you in to Fire Emblem? Yeah, that's okay. what I want to get um, into. Fire Emblem. Yeah, give us a history of that. Because we know okay, you, do you, you love that. that do series. you mean you mean this game in particular or the series? No, no. Talk to us about the series and let's build up to Three Kingdoms. Okay. So, um, three, three, three houses. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Fire Emblem has been deemed uh, a lot of different titles. Um, it's it's Nintendo's like this is the game that Nintendo goes to when it's uh, it's turn based like grid like strategy RPG um, since the beginning. Um, we're talking about Super Nintendo stuff out there. Um, it's been labeled as one of I, I have seen this in Castlevania be leveled as the hardest games ever. Um, and the reason being is like, I mean, it's to the point where Nintendo had to like dumb it down on certain generations for America because they felt it was going to be too hard for Western audiences. Um, the reason being is it's a strategy game that is has been primarily a permadeath game, um, meaning that if any of your units and any of your characters you spend countless hours, countless hours trying to level up through the different systems that they have a battle, trying to learn the different mechanics and, and save them, if any of them die in any battle, you do not get them for the rest of the game at all, um, which they have, they changed that um, starting with the 3DS version, uh, Awakening, which, fun fact, is still $54 used at GameStop right now. Um, and that's w without any of the DLC, which there is plenty of DLC to go around. Um, that's actually, that's, oh, I would, I would try to get into it because I was into, you know, starting it into role-playing games um, around high school it it was super fun it the 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 characters the story the lore was amazing but i will have to go ahead and concede and say no nah, dude it was it was difficult um i there were certain games that it was so hard and i would try you know there's the triangle based uh battle system where i believe like swords beat axes axes beat lances lances beat swords um there's archery there's a magic system there's different um, creatures like dragons and beast lore. There's different classes like ninjas, knights, uh, mages, dark mages, light mages, all this other stuff. Um, I, I The Game Boy version, the Game Boy, which was a, a thing marketed to kids mainly, um, I, I didn't get past Chapter 3 of one of the Game Boy games um, before I, I basically lost everybody. And when you lose everybody, it's, okay, you can start again, but really do that for the 20 sometimes 30 odd levels of the game um is ridiculous uh, however they made a when they, when they came to 3ds um i waited all the way to 3ds and i got into the series with the 3ds because they started a mode called casual mode where you can still have the difficulty of the game the strategy and everything is is still there it is still ridiculously hard 
um, and you still need to get into the system of everything, but it wasn't permadeath. So if I died at all, which I do a lot of that, um, I try not to, but it happens. Um, I am not penalized for the rest of my game by losing my main character who I have trained and I have loved on and I have upgraded to the wazoo. Um, on the 3DS versions, there were, there were three main titles. I say three main titles because Awakening, the $54 used game, um, all the DLC that was included for it was amazing. It is one of my favorite games. I still have this game. I still go back to this game. Um, it was beautiful. They, 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 re, they, they just redid a bunch of it. They added a relationship um, aspect to it, which wasn't cheesy. It was if you have two characters of opposite genders on the battlefield next to each other while they're fighting, they would support each other. They would grow. And then there was, spoiler alert, but this is a game that's been out forever. Um, there was a time travel aspect where their children would come and you get to recruit them. Um, which was really cool because depending on the stats of the two uh, characters that you played with and that you developed a relationship with, it determined the stats and the class that your kids came back as. Um, and they did the crazy thing where uh, Fire Emblem, uh, it's called Fire Emblem Fates. It was three separate games that was one story. Well, to a certain degree, they would get to each game, started off the same, first seven chapters, absolute same, and then they present you with the choice, and the choice is you pick one side of the war or another side of the war, or you don't pick at all, and those were three full games, um, each of them harder than the next, like literally, <laughs> um, and then they remade a game that was so hard in Japan, they never released it in America, um, for the 3DS, and that was awesome. It was it was a different take on Fire Emblem. They added a couple of things from the modern day, including the no permadeath system. Um, anyways, that brings us to the Switch. Uh, this one takes a little bit of everything. So ridiculously hard. I've put 40 hours in, and uh, without going into complete spoiler detail, because I don't want to do that for whoever's listening and is considering it. Um, like the other game I mentioned, Fire Emblem Fates, there are three storylines to this game. Uh, so essentially what it is, is you start off as a mercenary. This is all in the description for Nintendo's website, so it's not anything spoilers. Um, you start off as a mercenary, get hired as a teacher in a monastery, and you have to pick between three kingdoms to teach. And so... Um, I have heard, and I, I agree with this, Jay, I think you would like this if you're even interested, um, with the teaching side of the game, so there's two sides, there's the teaching side of the game, and then there's the battle side. With the teaching and exploration side of the game, it's very much like Persona 5. Oh. Um, very much like it. It, it is, it is, it is, not like exactly, but it's like, wow, like, I can definitely see how you guys took from this. Because it's one of those things of you have a certain number of ability points to to go about your day, complete little side missions for your for your students, um, develop relationships with your students, do things like cooking classes or, or singing in a choir, things like that. But the more of those points you use, however you choose to use them, determine the upgrades and the 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 strength of your team on the battlefield. And so oh, it's it's ridiculous. Dude, it is 
ridiculously great. Um, and so I picked, I picked without knowing. I I have been holding off on this game. Uh, it came out the day after my birthday last year, so uh, July twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Um, and I held off because I knew, I knew that if I was going to at this game, it was going to be like my dad with Animal Crossing. I was going to be sucked into it and not have any time for anything else. And my gaming catalog is not as extensive as my father's. But it's, it's getting there. <laughs> um, but well, just, no. Just play your games. That's all I can ask. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. But no, it, it, it has grabbed my attention. Um, it has kept my attention. Uh, a friend of mine made a comment the other day, and they go, Josh, this is the longest have ever seen you play one singular Nintendo Switch game since you got your Nintendo Switch, um, and since I've known you, period. Um, but no, it's extensive. There is a lot of twists and turns. Um, and the thing is, with like every other game, you know, that's out there. Um, well, mainly every other game, but every other Fire Emblem game that lets you have this choice. Um, I've already completed. Uh, the one storyline of the house I picked first, and then it allows you to, hey, you want to pick the other storyline and see how that story is? Yep, of course. And you would think that, oh, okay, you know what the deal is, you know the major plot points and everything else like that, that happened um, to a certain degree, yes, the main story does happen in every storyline. However, um, it also is changes depending on who you are um, in the game, as far as like what kind of teacher you are, who you recruit um, from your class, or and I found this out as I'm playing the game. Like one of the first things they teach you how to do is, if you want other students from other kingdoms inside of your team, recruit them by doing certain missions, which is totally awesome. So you get to have like a super stack team whenever you want. Um, but it changes the gameplay, the gameplay ever so slightly every single time you play. So. I am going to be putting in a lot of hours into this. And I just got the DLC, which kind of also is ridiculously hard, but it adds yet another storyline that's totally different side story, more characters, more classes, more abilities for you to do. So it's pretty fun. And, and that's my soapbox. This brother went out here and preached about that fire. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say this. I'm going to vicariously live this game through my son. <laughs> this, uh, brother, I've never heard anybody do a sermon on the game. I almost hey. wanted to say amen for a minute. Ah, <laughs> hey, you should have got up, said hallelujah, ran around your now. living room. <laughs> I am feeling the Holy Spirit today. Ah, I muted. I muted my mic, stretched back. Watching you battling in this uh, baseball game and listening to like this uh, novella. <laughs> this is what that is. Let me oh, let me I ask am. you, Josh. And I know we've had conversations you and I in the past. And I mean, the game sounds again. It's it's when when I hear that games are are as intricate as this. I just I just you know it just makes me smile and say. You know, it might be a game that I never play, or if I do, I'll never play to completion. Um, but I appreciate when when developers really put their heart and soul into a game. And you know what? If it takes you 
five years, six years, ten years to get it right, do that. You know, I, I mean, there's plenty of games to play, but if I can get treated to one or two masterpieces like that in my lifetime, I'll be happy. I'll be okay with that. You know, like I played Witcher three. I want to go back to it. I think I can pick it up because I'm not going to play from the very beginning. Um, and I know that that's going to be a game that I'll eventually finish. Um, and, and it's up there, you know, with, with those games that I really actually enjoy playing, but that you can look back and say, this company, these producers, they took their time and they gave you an experience that you'll never forget. You know, I agree. And, and that's just an amazing thing. But what I wanted to ask you, Josh, earlier we were talking about, you know, Nintendo and, and Sega popped into the conversation and you said, you know, you was a big time or are a big time Sonic the Hedgehog fan. When did you get into the world of Nintendo or let's just say gaming? Let me let me just ask you, how was that born? Um. Oh, I guess this is just for, for the nonsense sake with, with you, Jay. Um, I was playing video games before I could talk. <laughs> My earliest, earliest memories of, of anything is, is having a controller in my hand with my dad and, and seeing that. Um, and I, I watched him play Rainbow Six uh, Black Arrow and Vegas, like when they first came out, I remember having a Dreamcast, um, which was amazing. I still think one of the one of my favorite systems. Um, I, see I that used to on my desk. Yes, yeah. you do, which is ridiculous. See, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I must say, you raised him right. <laughs> he, likes, he likes Dreamcast. Yeah. He, he, he's about retro. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing, Jay. I have a list of games at like, let's say I have a 3DS right now, right? I have a list of DS games I will actively look out for. They were my favorite DS games. I had a DS and they had the Game Boy cartridge. I would have a game, a list of Game Boy games that I would actively look out for because they were my favorite Game Boy games. I am ever playing a retro emulator or, or like when Nintendo said, Hey, we're going to release retro games. We'll actively look for certain games because personally just for not even nostalgia's sake, but it's just something about older games that are like, to me, I enjoy them a whole lot more and, and even newer games today. And that's my, one of my big issues is, and like a big, a big, a big, and you're you're a Capcom fan, Jay, so you'll appreciate this. A big example of this is Capcom versus Marvel One and Two being compared to Capcom versus Marvel's Three. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. Can't, I can. You, I preferred. Ah. I preferred Part Two a lot more than I did Part well, Three. Well, Part Two was just beautiful. Part Two, I believe, was was. Oh man, I. I mean, I own them both. I own them both, sadly enough. I agree. Part two was and, better. Was, I, and I'm, I'm not knocking. I am not in any way, shape, or form knocking part three. Not at all. I, just for a different two of reasons, man. I 
it holds a special place in my heart is what I'm trying to say. Um, right. So go back to the question before I get all over the place. Um, watching, mm-hmm. watching you play dad. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm you. Um, watching you play really got that on it. Um, my parents is me right in the aspect of they wouldn't let me like get about schoolwork and, you know, responsibilities. So I had to, my parents limited my playing time of video games during school to the weekends. Um, and even then it wasn't like totally like, oh, you have free liberty to play the entire day. Like it was, hey, you have a set time to play video games. Man, it was to the point where, again, my favorite games were Sonic the Hedgehog games. Sonic the Hedgehog Adventure uh, DX for the GameCube when it was out, but I had it originally on the Dreamcast and Sonic Adventures 2 Battle with Shadow the Hedgehog. I could beat that game every single weekend, memorize all the lines for that game to the point of I could recite to you the entire game, who you were, every single secret was. I went back, watched some gameplay videos to go see, you know, hey, where did Sonic the Hedgehog go wrong as far as like making great games? And oh, hey, look, gameplay videos. And I still remember the lines from the games. Ridiculous. Yeah, I still, it's like engraved into my brain the fact that, like, wow, here's the plot point over here, and then this level is going to be like this, and then the power up is over here. Like, it was to that extent. We were never big, like, I mean, I remember my dad was totally against, not against it, but like, he preferred Xbox, always has preferred Xbox um, more than PlayStation for the majority of, of, of his gaming stuff. Um, I remember when he had our first Xbox in the house. And Jet Set Radio, I couldn't read. That game required reading. Jet Set Radio! I, I love Jet Set Radio. I remember every single song that was Jet Set Radio. Um, and, and I love that game so much. You, you know um, my you, dad and I... Uh, you know your dad got a couple songs on that uh, list of music I sent him. But got some Jet Set Radio yeah, on it. some Jet Set stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the best soundtracks ever made. Like, it literally has, like, awards for that. Um, it's fantastic. My dad and I played through the original Halo and Halo 2. Um, oh, original just... Gears 1, 2, and 3. Um, we didn't get to do 4 together, but we both played 4 separately, and, and that's just how it was with that. Um, we played plenty of multi... I was my dad's multiplayer player game whenever there was an Xbox Live, um, but we would go through games like that. We got a GameCube... It's fantastic because Mario Sunshine yeah, and Double Dash, yeah. Double Dash by far. If they make a Double Dash remake, I'll cry. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. If they make a Sunshine remake, by the way, I, I will cry. Which I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing all these rumors. Um, yeah, but no rumors on that. That that's that's coming. I this 35th year anniversary. You don't need to get into that, sir. Don't. Um, <laughs> so. I think I think what really what I have always been um, when it comes to gaming, where I really like fell in love with it. I know there's a big long story to do the history of it, but handheld gaming. Um, my niche has always I have always preferred handheld games more than a system, um, which is why I like. My Game Boy collection was ridiculous. I had a Game Boy. Um, my DS collection, I had about 
40 games on the DS um, that I would lug around with me. I found a case, a case that held every single one of those games um, in, a neat, in a neat little pouch as well. It wasn't like all just thrown in there. Like I took care of these things. Um, I remember in a garage sale, I sold all of my games. And that was Nintendo DS. And I got about $200 for them. Oh, wow. Uh, because they were like, not like, oh, we're going to play, you know, Brain Age. Like, no, like, it was every Mario game that came out, Zelda game that had come out, um, and like, it was all of them, like, crazy Mega Man games that they're making remakes to now. Um, I love those. When my 3DS came out, I re-got, like, half of those DS games. I had, like, 40 games, cartridge, and, like, 40 other games downloaded. Um is that's just how I am with my handheld. So when the Nintendo Switch came out, that it was a system, like system quality games, like like home system games, but you could play them portable. Oh, oh man, I I had to jump on it. I had to. Like never have I ever played, you know, some there's some top tier stuff on this. That I'm just like shocked and amazed they're able to. This is oh it's it's portable now crazy that's why like when witcher came out the only reason why i checked out witcher jay wasn't just because my dad hyped it up all the time it was because it's on nintendo switch take it and play wow. wherever you want wow and elder scrolls i got on a limb you sold him on that uh, no i know where no. it was he didn't even know about it i found out about it on my own time yeah. Um, I asked him, I'm like, dude, what did you think about Witcher? And he goes, oh, it's one of the best games ever created. I'm like, you know what? Why not? I, I found it on sale. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. And I did the same thing for uh, Elder Scrolls. I have Skyrim. Um, haven't gotten anywhere in that game, by the way, if you're wondering. Um, but it's there. Complete edition, it's there. And I would never have picked it up if it wasn't for the fact that it was on Nintendo Switch that I could play it portable. Because I'm telling you right now, majority of my time on Fire Emblem has only been portable. I think I played a few chapters just to show my buddies, hey, this is Fire Emblem. Because one of my other friends got it for me. Um, and so he's playing the same exact story as I am. We pick different choices. We're comparing and just geeking out. Goes, how do you? What are you doing in this level? I'm like, here, I'll just show you on the screen. I think that's the first time I've ever put my switch on the dock, not to just charge it in years. Um, yeah, and I've been portable all the way. I was portable for Zelda, been portable for for Mario, all the Mario games I've picked up on here, um, the Lego games I have on here, like the the whole nine. It's just how it's been. Again, I don't know what it was. Um, mind you, I've played PlayStation. I've had I've had a PS4 and a PS3. I've gotten fully in depth. Kingdom Hearts will always be my favorite gaming franchise. Um, next, no, no, because Sonic's been failing me lately. But Kingdom Hearts will always be my favorite gaming franchise that I I will. If hey, I know if and when they finally decide to port everything to Switch for Kingdom Hearts, I'm going to cry. Um, will I will absolutely cry. Um, well, they put it on Xbox One. Oh, they they need to already chop. You need to go ahead and uh, contact Disney. 
Tell them to yeah. make it happen. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not holding my breath for that one, to be honest with you. I, I, I wouldn't put it past them, considering the fact that there are Nintendo-exclusive Kingdom Hearts games that were fantastic. They were able to remake for PS4. Why not make it for Nintendo Switch? collector's edition on there with all the games like you've been doing and just give me all of them i'm fine with that between you and me i've always been a wishful thinker when it comes to stuff like that yeah i don't i don't like to say uh you know it always never gonna happen it's never gonna happen i mean nintendo you know they they march to the beat of their own drum and a lot of people you know Figured Nintendo would never, you know, do well. Let, let's say the handheld, like you just said a moment ago, you're like almost 100% handheld. You know, you you don't remember last time you docked it, maybe to show a friend a game or something. But um, but I was the opposite. You know, I've always been the console gamer, and the Switch when they first announced it, I was like, I don't know about this. This whole portability thing you know how good is it gonna look how long is the battery life if you remember that yeah if you remember you were also concerned as a lot of people were comparing it to the wii u yeah yeah and so was was an issue so was that absolutely which was a big issue yeah yeah which which i think and thought back then that when i saw the switch i said okay the wii u the Wii U was not a bad system. A lot of people gave it a lot of hate. I think the Wii U was just like a prototype where they were just testing out a lot of stuff that eventually became the Switch. You know, um, there was some stuff on the Wii U that made no sense. Like when you played it, you know, tablet <laughs> mode, and then it, they would split that screen up into four when you was playing Mario Kart. Like that made no sense. But, not at all. But, you know, but like I said, a um, couple of minutes ago or maybe a half hour ago whatever you know animal crossing has been that game that i have played the majority of the time on the handheld to the extent that you know i just got your mom a switch light oh boy she, she asked me for it because she wants to play want to talk about animal it. crossing i do not want to talk about it but <laughs> let me tell you i held that in my hand and i was like mm-hmm. This is nice. Like it's light. Mm. It feels solid. Um I was like this feels this feels good. You know, but mm-hmm. I know me. I've always been a console gamer. Um and and I like that option that I can dock it and put it on my TV and you know, play it like that if if I want to. Um and that's just, you know, I'm just glad that the success that the Switch is having Call it whatever you want to call it, you know, perfect timing, perfect storm, you know, us being in quarantine, whatever. Um, I'm just glad that the Switch, when these consoles are coming to, like, this generation's end, the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Nintendo just seems to, like, look like it's just picking up more steam. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why Nintendo should even be thinking about a Switch Pro. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix no. it. Just, don't just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Nope. Give it another, you know, year or two. If you keep 
releasing if they keep releasing the games like they keep releasing they ain't gotta worry for like maybe two three more years oh i i i i disagree because i want to go ahead and just be that guy that says it's gonna be a lot longer they're gonna keep on doing this dude dude they i know that things are being pushed back with quarantine they announced legend of zelda breath of the wild yeah yeah when have they ever done that yeah that's crazy i mean i know there's still people waiting for uh what's that game uh metroid yeah and the thing is they absolutely could could make a new metroid they can make a new star fox um besides the one that they already did um they could make a lot of crazy like first party games then and I, I know you remember this. They put Castle Crashers yes. on Nintendo Switch. Yes. And which, which I love and, Castle Crashers. One yeah, of I'm my not, favorite games. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Out of the Switch right now, Luigi's Mansion 3 is on my target list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, same here. Hey, I just picked yeah. up Link's Awakening. Oh, good game. Yeah. yeah I have yeah. it like, I'm just there waiting for like, you know, a Saturday where I'm here, where I can just, again, I'm gonna be playing it on dock to start it off, cause I wanna, I wanna take in all that glory, and I didn't ever yeah. play the original one, so that's why I wanna like play this one and enjoy it. Oh, that's that's where that's where like it's perfect. What I was about to say though, Nintendo has opened up a lot of craziness, cause all they really have to do. Mind you, they can put their retro games out. That'd be awesome. We have the Super Nintendo Retro with Nintendo Live and whatever. Right. If you've noticed, they're either one, reviving or like not not revive, um, idolizing old games and remaking them. So your Link's Awakening and and a few others that are coming out, um, and porting other games into the system, Witcher, Elder Scrolls, Borderlands. Um, Bioshock, and, and I mean, they put Crash Bandicoot on there, and Spiral, which is their they play Minecraft on Switch mm-hmm. and Terraria. Right. Um, with full capability to be connected to your Microsoft account, which one of the greatest ideas ever. Um, really, that's all they need to do. Nintendo DS or 3DS, or a majority of the time there. They were just remaking games and saying, and now it's coming on the 3DS. Like uh, the Mario role players, for instance. There were like four or five Mario role playing games. Super Star oh. Saga games, is what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. Hold on. So that would yeah. be Super Mario RPG, Super Mario, Super Star Saga, Super Star Saga 2. No, what I'm saying, not, not RPG, it's Super Star Saga. They never did for some reason. I don't know why, but I really hope that they, they get up to date. They skipped over Partners in Time, did Bowser's Inside Story, Dream Team, and um, oh, then yeah. they released the new one. You see, those games that you just mentioned right there, I would love on the Switch. Yeah, I would that's what I'm saying. I mean, all they have to do. All they have to do. 15, 20 bucks, Mega Man. You're doing that with Mega Man right now. Just taking Mega Man games, putting them all in a collection, and saying, "Hey, here's the seven games that we charged you forty dollars for when they came out individually. Go ahead and buy them again." Right. Wouldn't right. put it past them 
because for this new Mega Man game that came out, Mega Man Z um, and ZX Collection, oh, a yeah. lot of they put Mega Man Z X and ZX Advent on the DS when it first came out. But they also redid Zero, the collection, all four of the Game Boy games already. And so, no, I don't think at all that it is beneath them to redo a game multiple times on a different system. That's what they do with Pokemon literally every single generation. A new generation, and they remake one of the old ones on the newer system. I'm still waiting. And 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 you know what? I think I'm going to end the, the podcast. We're going, to be going, we're going on two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to end it on this high note. If there is, and I'm going to give y'all some free reign on this, either a series or two to three games that you would want on the Switch, what would it be? Hey, you go uh, first. And, and let's go round robin. I'm going to name one, then you, then Jay, then we'll come back. All right? All right, on the Nintendo Switch. What would yes, I want? On the Switch. Chrono Trigger Remake. Chrono Trigger Remake. Okay. That Chrono Trigger. Boy. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you guys can by the way, I'm not going to take which, that moment from you. Richie makes a good point. They've already done that so many times, it wouldn't put it past them to do it again. I'm no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about an HD remake. I'm talking... A remake. Oh, like Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Oh, oh, you mean like yeah, a, a reimagining of the game? Yes. Yes. Okay, a reimagining. Not, yeah, not, well, not, yeah. A, uh, a not a remake. Uh, not a remaster. But yeah, a remake would have been, is the correct terminology. You know, just a reinvention yeah. of the game. Yeah. Reimagining. Okay, you know what I'm waiting for that I would pick oh. up right now if they announce it? Pikmin. Pikmin. No, they're gonna do one. Do you know they're gonna do one? They had, yeah. They had the Pikmin got on, away. on the Wii U, right? Oh, and and for Wii and for GameCube, and you know they're, the they're going to. And I love had one game. on the 3DS, dude. They're they're going to. I love yeah. that game. I I really want a Pikmin game for the Switch. Right. Definitely. Yep. Um, I've already said mine earlier in this one, and I will hold true to it. I'm not holding my breath, but I would. Legitimately, like I would buy it right then and there, regardless of what my financial status is. Um, if they release any Kingdom Hearts games Nintendo Switch, I I will go crazy. I I think it's like I think it's going to be one of the best things in the entire world. Okay. You know, if I had to go with another one, give me a give me uh, Advanced Wars. Give me an Advanced Wars collection. Advanced Wars, the tank game. Oh, you guys never know. Played, you never played Advanced Wars? The the one for the Game Boy? Yeah, turn based strategy game. Turn turn based strategy game where you have yeah. to take that game is a beast. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Definitely. I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I I want for this game. I want, but it would have to be built from the ground up for the Switch, not a port. Because I want it to look right and play right is oh. a Monster Hunter World. Ooh. Knew that was coming. Yeah. Monster I would, I would buy that game on the Switch, but it would have to be made 
from the ground up, not a port, because yeah. that game is just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful game, and when it's running right and it's looking right, the experience is just, it's flawless. So I, I want oh. that game built from the ground up for the Switch, a whole new Monster Hunter. It doesn't have to be Monster Hunter World. It could be a whole new Monster Hunter. Not Generations again, right? No, not Generations, not Monster Hunter World, not Iceborne. Just a Switch exclusive built just for the Switch. I know I'm dreaming, but yeah. <laughs> but just built for the Switch. Can't find it anywhere you're else. Gonna to, you're going you're gonna to have to wake up from that dream, bro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe before they release Monster Hunter World because Monster Hunter is like most always exclusive to Nintendo except like PS a couple PS PlayStation ones but yeah now I don't think so I it, it may oh yeah it may well I'm just saying we're just dreaming so you know yeah. it's it's just yeah. a dream that, oh um, yeah. All right, so you got one more, Josh. Jay, you got one more, and I got one more. I got, I got to dig deep yeah. for this one. So you guys take your time. I have a fleeting suspicion, fleeting suspicion. Um, a couple games, like I said earlier in this podcast, a lot. Persona Five is definitely up there, but I won't. I have that as the last one. Um, I think that Nintendo. I don't think they'll do a collection of it. But if Nintendo purposely skipped Partners in Time, the Mario and Luigi saga, the role-playing one, that they could put it on the Switch, I would not be mad. I have played all of them, and Partners in Time was by far my favorite Super Star Saga game. Okay. Oh, nice. All right, Jay, you got anything? I'm still breaking my brain here about one more. You know what? Oh, boy. And, I, and and I, and I know. <laughs> nah, I know it's coming. I know it's Put coming. Put Assassin's Creed. No. Ah, no. No. A new punch out. Oh. <laughs> why? I didn't think about that. He took it from me. He took it from nah, me. Nah, I, I ain't take that from you, baby. You should have just you should have just said uh, a ready to rumble. Oh man, that team is they done burnt that team, yeah. left them on the cross. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, Jay, you might have a point. A new punch out, may, real cool. Oh, maybe a thing, and because they're they're hear me out on this crazy rabbit hole really quick. Porting over a character from Arms onto. Ash Bros, that would be a perfect thing because they remade it already for the Wii, uh, or they re- they did a new punch out for the Wii. They did a punch out for the Switch, was both portable, could be marketed as both portable and handheld, and then threw in like an arms character just for good measure on there. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Like you, can make, you can make the arms character a special character, and for good, for good kicks and measures, you just put. You beat the game and do a certain amount. You can unlock the original. You can unlock super. I don't know. I don't unlock- know how I feel about like having an arms character and punch out. That would just. I, I think that would mess up my experience. But that's just me. Well, it's just like a special guest character. Like you have to do something special to get there. 
Yeah, I hear you. Not, not just be like, hey, the first character you face is Prison from Arms. Right. You know, I, I, I don't think it'll be. God. Yeah. What you so? What you got, brother? I, you know, I'm gonna go dig. Let's see. What I, I'm thinking here of. What game? And and I'm. You know what I would like to see. A whole new reimagining on the Switch of two games. Can I say two games? Take it away. Gauntlet. Oh, wow. Would be a game that I would like to see just completely reimagined on the Switch. Um, Of course, I want to see that online four-player mode. You know, but that's if the online was any good. And um, and another old game would be Golden Axe. Man, well, you can go get the, you'd be like remade or no, just No, no, reimagining. Uh, just a reimagining of Golden Axe. Like, you see how, and it's going to release here, uh, or did it release already? Um, what? Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 4. Oh, I'm buying that. Yeah, I want something like that for Golden Axe. Oh, you know? I'm biased. But, but not just contain it to... Because Golden Axe is a real short game. I want like a fletched out, you know, pick a path, more customizable characters. Maybe you can uh, level them up. You know, I want it like fleshed out, reimagined Golden Axe. You should play... Uh... Dungeons and Dragons. If you yeah, I've played out. Dungeons and Dragons. I don't want. I don't like it, to be honest. What? I don't want it that way. Nope. nope oh, nope. okay. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't want it to be just like a hack and slash, and all you do is just throw D and D characters in there, or throw Street Fighters in there, or you know, last whatever final fight. No, I want like, I want something fleshed out. That's that's just me. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Anyways, oh, nah, anyways, we have gone about what two hours and four minutes going on. <laughs> this has been the longest episode. It's been a great conversation. I just want to do some outros now, and uh, I'm gonna let Josh um, tell us what are you up to. Um, promote anything that you want to put out there. Who knows? I mean. We are a humble channel, and the podcast is very young. But, you know, just like I've discovered a lot of podcasts um, years and years and years later, I'm listening to a podcast now that's, like, been out since 2005, and they have a 1,000-plus episodes, and I just discovered them. <laughs> so who knows? You, you never know who's going to listen when. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Promote yourself. Where can you be found if you want to be found? And and then I'll turn it over to Jay to do the same. And then we'll close out. Are you Take there? It oh, wait. I think he probably disconnected again. Did, did he, did he disconnect? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Jay. Go ahead. Um, well, I've been on here long enough. You guys know how to find me. I'm Dark Dad 99. I'm always gaming. I'm always here. Okay, Josh should be back. I try to pop. 
that's 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 about the best way you can find me. But how about you, brother? How can these people sniff your sin out? Well, for me, you always gonna find me either here, Drama Free Gaming, uh, you know, on YouTube. I play games for fun. It's not a serious thing for me. Uh, I've said it many times. It's for me. It's a escape, an unwinding thing. Sometimes therapeutic. Um, it's a good time for me when I can get together with uh, some of the fellas. If not, I have no problems playing alone. Um, and again, just putting out content here for games that maybe are a bit old. The Last of Us, I know, is, is an old game. But I put it out there, you know, just in case, like me, you haven't ever played the game. And maybe you don't want to play it, but maybe you can live out that experience through my gameplay. However yes, uh, good or not it is, I got a couple of games in my backlog. I'm looking right now at Bloodborne, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. And so those are games, and those are physical copies. For whatever reason, for PlayStation, I like getting the physical copies. Maybe because, like my son said earlier, for me it's easier to get digital on Xbox because I'm invested 100% into xbox always have been and i guess that's where i'm gonna stay um but um but yeah josh you're not muted on my end so maybe try to like jump off and come back on okay let how about now hello hello hear me now yeah there, you. Now. there you go yeah all right so um so we just getting done here with outros again guys Find us at DFG Podcast uh, here on Drama Free Gaming on YouTube and, of course, on any podcast platform, uh, Google Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast. I believe we're on iTunes, Breaker, and Anchor.fm, and it keeps getting distributed from there. But, Josh, take us home. Where are you at? Where can you be found if you want to be found? What are you doing outside of gaming? Talk to us for a bit. Um, so in addition to, well, I'm, I'm not a streamer like my dad and the rest of the crew. Um, I actually shameless plug here. I actually do uh Christian hip hop, um, produced and been doing this for, for years. Um, if you're interested, um, what I believe is good quality music that you can show your friends and your grandmother, um, Joshua Doran, that's J O S H U A D O R A N. And that will literally be everywhere that you can listen to music or think to listen to music. Um, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, SoundCloud even, YouTube. I have some videos that we've been putting out because quarantine gives us a lot of free time. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. And uh, that's, that's who I am. Nice. Cool, cool. I want to have you definitely back on so you can talk uh, some more about your music, when you started, uh, what yep. have been, you know, how the journey has been up until now, give you some free reign on that and just bring that in. Um, and maybe talk some more gaming in the process as well. So it's absolutely, been, it's been great having you. I hope you had some fun out here. We've had a blast. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've, I've learned a whole lot about you two, uh, Nintendo fans. Um, <laughs> I call y'all Nintendo fans, and that's a compliment because you guys are like in the lore. Me, 
Just no, leave me with Luigi out here, and I'm good. So, oh, you yeah. crazy man! You know that's another thing. I, I, let me say this, and you guys can chew on that, but you know I've always chosen. I don't know if it's called the underdog or the uh, or the alternate. You know, uh, whatever hero. Like if I had to choose between Ryu and Ken, I like Ken. Ken. If I had to yep. choose between Mario and Luigi, Luigi, you know, or and Wario, and and Wario, yeah, Wario and and <laughs> Waluigi or whatever, it's Wario. So I don't know. Yeah. I did, this is maybe something the way I'm wired, but I just always yeah, pick just, that 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 second character. It's so, just the way it is, brother. It's just the way it is. All right, guys, thank you for hanging out. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the gameplay. Hopefully the video held up. I didn't notice too much and the audio comes in crystal clear. We'll be on next week, hopefully around the same time. Appreciate you being here as always be good to one another, do good and keep your life and your gaming drama free later. <laughs>